Welcome to Dungeons & Drams, a homebrewed D&D campaign live played for your enjoyment. There's whiskey, laughter, and usually more whiskey. We stream weekly on our YouTube channel, so we hope to see you there. And now, on with the show. Hello everybody, and welcome to Dungeons & Drams, where some of your favorite whiskey tubers get together to play some D&D. So, hey everybody, how are you doing tonight? We're swell, Bill! Awesome! <laughs> I like swell. Swell is good. Uh, so, you guys, uh, we have a fun game tonight, as always. Uh, but I want to kind of just jump immediately into this, because we are actually all drinking the same thing tonight. Um, so, the channel has its first sponsor in way of free whiskey. So, that's something to be celebrated. And I believe you know, the best way to celebrate is to actually raise a glass to it. So... The uh, distillery is called, uh, he pronounces it Old Umble Distillery, um, and it's from Texas, and this is specifically the Boomtown Bourbon, which is a tri-blend uh, of uh, grain. It is 90 proof, and I sent everybody here some samples so that we could all have it together. So it uh, looks like everybody's pouring. A tri-blend of grain? What does that mean? Uh, so probably corn, rye, and um, corn, rye, malted malt? barley. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Nice. But. I've seen him on, around YouTube. He's been in like chats and stuff, and I, I know he has a channel yeah. too. So I'm excited to kind of finally give it a try. Yeah, it's funny. I, I checked out his channel now. Like he does a lot of these like uh, shorts where somebody will be like, "Yo, did you know that giants exist?" And he's like, "No, no, they didn't." <laughs> and like that's the entire video. <laughs> and it's wow. pretty funny. Right. It's, yeah. First um, one's <laughs> Right. <laughs> so. Um, so, I mean, I can tell you right right away on the nose, if you guys have noticed this, like, it smells like a Texas whiskey to me, um, like, without a doubt. Oh, it smells, it smells like a young Texas whiskey. It does smell like a young Texas whiskey, yeah. yeah. One thing I thought was interesting, we were just kind of checking out uh, this, is that they'll, they'll age it in barrels as small as five gallons, which a lot of oh. the smaller distilleries that I've been to, they'll, especially the ones that work with, like, local breweries and such, they'll usually mm -hmm. have these small barrels hanging around, so... Um, I thought that was kind of cool and a good way for a younger whiskey to kind of try to stand out. But none yeah, of us have tried this yet, by the way. So, yeah, yeah small barrel in Texas sounds, small. Like, it's sounds like small. a dangerous combo. I'm curious to see how it how it is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, mean, I, mean, I got to say on the nose there, it definitely, sure, it definitely, like, you do have that kind of green corn woomfa woomfa going on there. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I, I like the direction it's heading, though. Yeah, you know? it doesn't it doesn't smell. I mean, you could you could sometimes smell a youthful whiskey if it's mm -hmm. on its way to being. Man, this is going to need a lot of help, or it's pretty balanced. Mm -hmm. This one, it's kind of what you would expect. It's got the grain there, but there's a lot of like bright, like very very faint, like apple citrusy notes there. Yeah, uh, be, you definitely yeah. even even for such a young product, it still has that little bit of Texas funk on it. Like that kind of, like it's slightly woody. It's that kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's not quite sawdust. It's almost like burnt sawdust or something. <laughs> that's that's I was actually cutting down trees in my backyard yesterday, and I thought maybe I just still had some yeah. left in my nose here. Um, but yeah. that's exactly what it smells like. Is that why? Is that why my sample has things floating in it? Oh Probably. Yeah. <laughs> did you say the age on it? I I'm uh, seeing, I'm I, looking, I, did. I did not oh, see ahead. the age. Um, but if you see it, then yeah. It looks like it's so they use the um, the five gallon bar barrels. It says six to nine months. So six to nine months in small barrels. I mean, okay, yeah. which makes sense. And and I will tell you, like I just kind of I found this place on Google Maps and such. It's it's a it's a fairly small uh, situate like you know what do you call it like organization whatever. Um, 
so it makes sense like they're starting out so yeah well in six to nine months in texas tends to have a bigger impact than six to nine months in yeah that's anywhere what I'm else. Like, I'm in a five gallon <laughs> barrel. I kind of want a shirt that says Woofa Woofa on it now with like a hand. <laughs> <laughs> with the hand movement, though. <laughs> yeah. You could do like a hologram. So at different angles, it's right? like Woofa. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of. Is, uh, is Anomio going to be uh, Woofa Woofa in anybody today? I will find <laughs> out. I, <know. laughs> I hope so. I'm going to give a little taste. Yeah, sure. Let's I, do that. I, yeah. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Smoother than I. Ooh, that that finish is kind of nice. Yeah. It's a little smoky. Is that ninety um, proof? Or it's like ninety. Yeah. Ninety. Yeah, that's well, interesting. That, that tastes so much. I was a little. Yeah, that I guess was a little. Pretty good. I was hesitant about the nose. I wasn't loving yeah. it. It did it smell like young, like that young, like chopped wood kind of note. But on the palate, I'm really surprised. That actually. Tastes really balanced for being one so young and two small barrels. I mean, those are two things I don't typically gravitate towards, but maybe the combo of them both. I don't know. Something's going, it's working well. Yeah, actually, that was my first thought too, is smoother than I expected and then better than than I was kind of expecting with six to nine months. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like like there's nothing particularly like bad on the taste mm. usually when you get that green note then you get into the whiskey and it's kind of diesely and almost chemically mm-hmm. that doesn't have this this is mm-hmm. if anything it's just kind of mixing a little bit in the middle like a little bit of age is going to fill it out but mm-hmm. other than that yeah it's it's a little it's a little flat up front uh it's got a great finish for a 90 proof I know, product right? though mm-hmm. i think that's probably the best part about it but yeah it needs it needs time it's too it's too uh, it's too bright right now. It needs, and you know it's tricky too because Texas whiskey, small barrels, Texas heat, that thing could get real, real woody real fast. Yeah, but, true. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm really curious about what kind of char level they were using. I was too. just gonna bring that up. Yeah, because it feels like they must just toast the heck out of this thing in order to get that kind of flavor that quick. Yeah, it's, it's sweet. Yeah. Well, I, there, I was more on the finish, sweet. the smokiness on the finish. Sorry, Ed. Just because I've noticed with some of the like uh, char number three barrels, like the mm. little ones, you get some very intense. Like there, it's kind of almost, it's in it, like phenolic. It's very mm-hmm. intensely phenolic. So I was wondering, like, are these probably char threes? I'm guessing, or better, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I know the guy enough to, to certainly ask him, so I, I might actually look that up to uh, yeah, it's, find it's out myself. It's super sweet. The, the, those like citrusy apple like bright notes I'm getting are t- kind of turning into it's like a really nice vanilla, like nothing mm-hmm. nothing crazy, at least in the front of the palate. I, I agree with you, Bill. I think the, the back has a little bit of a smoky a smokiness to it or a like a toasted bread note to it almost. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think you're right. I would. My initial thought was smoky, but the more I drink it, the more I'm thinking like just well toasted, which is yeah, you know, it's like splitting hairs, but still. Um. Well, cool. Uh. Just. I mean, we're gonna probably be drinking this for a bit of time, but uh, just for anybody who's listening, so they have a few different offerings. Um. They're out of Texas. You can find their website oldhumbledistilling.com. Um. And I'll throw it in the chat just for the heck of it. And uh, yeah, check them out. Um, cool. All right, let's uh get back to our game here. Um, real quick, uh, 
Clifton, sorry, I forgot your name for a minute because that's a thing. Apparently, um, <laughs> just not listen. Yeah, I well, I think that's it. Is like you all have two different names, and sometimes my brain just stops in the middle. It's like three <laughs> Oh man, if you make a barbarian, can you please name him Clobulus? Clobulus, maybe, maybe. No, I think you should name him. What? What? What did Ed say? Floofa. Woofa woofa. Woofa That should be his name. Woofa woofa. <laughs> nice. So, Clifton, I see you're sporting our shirt. So, very nice. It's got a uh, risky yes. whiskey on there. Awesome. Yes. I like and it on the back. Nice. Cool. <laughs> if you guys want I... to get them, I will drop the link in the chat. I, on the other hand, am chilling for somebody completely <laughs> different tonight. So, I got a mashing, mashing drum shirt. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't know if I like you wearing that. That might be ominous. <laughs> oh, well, actually, no, this I'll, is I'll, in loving memory. Like, I'll actually, this is who I'm taking down tonight. <laughs> I'll actually, t I'll tell you the real reason. So, in the last like month, I've lost about 20 pounds and I didn't fit into this shirt for a while. And so, I tried it on today just to see if I fit in it and I do. And so, I decided to wear it. So, there you yeah. Go. Nice. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Clifton, do you want to run through our patrons real quick and then we'll go for the recap? Sounds like a great idea, Bill. You know, if I had that info in front of me, that would be an absolutely fantastic oh. thing well, to if, do. But if, you know if you what? Had... I, can, I can scroll. Well, Not if you had that info in front of you, Clifton, I, I bet you'd probably see names like Mike and Steve and potentially Tony Tutos, maybe EJ, James Taylor, David Martin, Scott MC, or possibly even Paul, um, if you had that list in front of you. Of course. Of course. Sure, yes, yes, totally. <laughs> Thank you to all the amazing patrons. If y'all want to do support the channel, go to patreon.com slash Dungeons and Drams. Get access to some behind the scenes content that even we as players can't see. So check yes. it out. Last week, I posted a video going over the entirety of the Golden Vault, uh, including many things that the players did not see, um, including oh, all, no. all, all of the little things I had planned that just never happened. Do you um, go back? Anyway. <laughs> well, I will. I will tell you. Maybe after you guys leave Erngor Zuek, assuming that you ever do, um, I'll, I might share that video with you just just for fun. Uh. <laughs> I want to stay here forever. <laughs> I was say, unless we move in, we all find a nice dwarf and pop around. <laughs> well, Novelis is already. Novelis is sowing his wild oats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First of all, I don't, I don't, I don't think poor Agnomio is going to leave. That guy's, like we said, he's going to freaking kill him and, and he's going to put him in his basement somewhere. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know? The Agnomio uh, super fan. Well, at, guys... least, at least he's coming on the boat with us. So I can at least make it to the boat. I'm not going to end up in the basement. We shall see. We got to get, get on that airship at some point. So. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of which, so uh, when last we saw Snortimer's soldiers, they were fighting the Luminous Colossus Golem within the Chamber of Kings. This is a massive golem made out of sunstone that is put there specifically to guard the Chalice of Kings. Uh, through some trickery and cunning, Alessio had procured the Chalice of Kings and produced a silent image of the still of it still upon the pedestal. Now, one little side note, Alessio, that uh, when we were looking at the spell during the game last time, so all of the spell can only end if somebody interacts with it and realizes it's fake. It also only lasts for one minute. So just to kind of make things make sense, it is a cantrip, so I'm totally fine with the thought that you kind of recast it over and over again as time was going. However, keep that in mind as you are now leaving the area that you will not be able to cast it anymore. So something to think about. Uh all of this, along with some really good roles and teamwork, were enough to convince the dwarves that the chalice remained untouched and that the Colossus had simply malfunctioned. 
A combined front by the dwarves and Snortimer soldiers saw the golem defeated. All of this in front of the head of the Goldbeard, cl Goldbeard clan, Ragnar Goldbeard. A fairly thin ruse of needing to gather some sunstone for one of the dwarves in the Golden Market would have fallen flat if not for Ragnar recognizing Anomio, the hero of Hobblehaven. All formalities were cut short as Ragnar invited the group up to his home just above the vault in order to get to know Anomio better. And that's where we return the group, within Ragnar's home. So, uh, just a moment. It's funny, we end up talking so long that uh, the virtual tabletop usually times out on the OBS stream. <laughs> so, oh. so half the time I end up having to log back into it. But uh, so you you climb the stairs up into Ragnar's home, uh, following Ragnar, and all five of you, uh, five including Booker, are walking up the stairs following him. And he's leading you into uh, his library, where you see his wife, um, Alicia Goldbeard. Now you've heard her name around town, and uh, she looks just like you would imagine. She is a dwarven woman. Uh, she has a beard herself, red hair. Uh, she's, you know, about four feet tall. And uh, she looks pretty, pretty, Stocky's the wrong word, but like she's probably also a little capable of battle. If not, maybe just she's a little little old for it. Uh, but Hands Ragnor off, Nobilis. <laughs> <laughs> Ragnor, she's not uh... for you. <laughs> she could be, but uh, so Ra she could be. <laughs> so Rag Ragnor... Ragnor watches from the closet. <laughs> what, I was just gonna say, it looks like he we're locked in this closet. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so this is a little side room with, uh, actually the room itself is, is fairly small. It only contains a set of stairs and a, and a lamp. And there's a door up at the top of the stairs, which Ragnar had just opened, and he's now leading you into his, uh, what looks like a library. There's a number of, I'll drag you guys in, there's a number of books uh, along the wall, um, many, many books actually, and... Uh, Alicia is actually sitting in one of the chairs reading as you guys come up. And Ragnar says, uh, Alicia, will you please go make some, some tea for our guests here? Uh, we have a celebrity in the house, so, you know, maybe maybe pour something a little little nice. And he turns back around to you guys. Is, is tea okay? Do you want something a little bit st uh, stiffer? I know you just had some combat. What, what would you like? Tea would be lovely, fine, sir. I knew and a gentleman lie. like you would like, to, would like tea. I knew it. Alicia, go fetch tea, and uh, she she kind of lazily gets up from the chair and she looks at the rest of you, expect like, tea okay or do you want something else? Yeah, no, all good. I like to look at him and, and say like, oh, what a beautiful wife you have. And uh, he he oh. looks at you actually. I distractedly um, nod yes. He's already hitting on her. Oh my. God. <laughs> I was just gonna say he he does look at you a little bit defensive, um, and uh, just kind of eyes you for a second, novelist. He says, I'm just going to smile that. He actually says, uh, have, <laughs> have, have I seen you around here before? Uh, Nobilis, was it? You guys had introduced yourself to him in the previous room. Uh, you may have heard of me, but no, you've not seen me around, as far as you know. Very strange. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Where is that tea? <laughs> 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 is that tea here yet? <laughs> So uh, as, as you guys kind of finish your conversation, so he looks back over at you, uh, Anomio, he says, uh, Anomio, Anomio, uh, sorry, uh, Anomio, take a seat. Uh, let, me, let me show you something. 
and uh, he kind of races races over to the to the table, and he's got a hat sitting on the table. It's um, it's got a nice wide brim, and it has a long feather coming out of the hat. And he says, uh, "I actually uh, I, pro I procured this uh, from over in Lithuan, um, at uh, Riv in Riviere, the uh, the home of the elves. Uh, I believe that's your home continent, is it not?" Why, yes, it is. Quickly, you must put it on. Let me see you in it, good sir. Oh, oh well, he and he's looking at you. Who I believe are you still currently wearing two hats or just the one? No, no, I'm I'm definitely wearing two hats. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> so, Obviously. So, so you've got you've you've got your your magical hat over the the sombrero de Cordovas. Is that what you call it? Yeah. yeah, yeah yes, that's, that's it. All right, excellent. <laughs> so. uh He's um he he picks up the the hat off the table uh, a little shyly and he, he kind of looks down at it and uh he's, oh okay fine and he puts it on his head and he's like what do you think sir I have never seen a more magnificent dwarf and a more magnificent hat <laughs> well <laughs> I. I'm very happy to to hear you say that. And you you notice that where he picked up the hat, underneath the hat is your book. You see a book oh. with uh, the title on it. It says, "The Weep of Noro: A Heroic Tale of Heroic Doings and Hat Wearings by Noro." That's so good. <laughs> so excited for this. I didn't know. I didn't. I like it. Alessio looks at the guy. Did you know he wrote a book? No. <laughs> I already yelled at him about this. So Talon is had been kind of ignoring everybody because she was just had immediately gone over to the of the bookshelves and everything. But as soon as like that happens and the hat is off of Nora's hat because I was kind of skimming to find it, I'm like running over to see if I can check out that book. Book. And I, I'm also checking out the bookshelf, and I'm like, no Freud here. Huh, interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, novelist, hand me those top books. <laughs> as as uh, I, I look Colin. over, to, I, I look over to Agnomio, and I say, uh, it is true, the pen is mightier than the sword. Or in this case, <laughs> in this case, the weep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the weep. <laughs> All right. So, so you see, I actually wrote it with the weep. Yeah. Um, but no, I was going to say, as Talin rushes over to try to grab it, I want to like scoop it up. And just, okay. as she, and just as she gets to it, just turn it and ah, oh, my old writings. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you purposely like trying to keep it so that she can't see it? No, no. I, I'm thinking this is more of a slapstick move, less of intentional. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Talon's uh, trying so, to look over your shoulder, but she's too short. <laughs> so Rag Ragnar, uh, he actually he sits down in the in the chair and uh, he looks up at you. Kind of, you guys are about eye level now with him sitting down in the chair, and uh, he says, "Can I, I wouldn't ask you to to read anything, but there's you know many many chapters in this book, and the the book is written as if a series of short stories." Um, and he says, "Which which one is your favorite?" I don't know why I'm doing well, your voice all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> <Which one? laughs> it's, it's so contagious. It's so fun. <laughs> well, you know, it's so hard to choose. It is like choosing one of your children. I am so proud of all my exploits. But, but perhaps would it be Noro, the Revenge of Fire of Hobblehaven? 
Or maybe perhaps Noro and the tankard of imbibery. <laughs> his his no. eyes kind of light up at, at the, the tankard of imbibery. <laughs> and I, oh, I, I actually really enjoyed that one. I, I, whatever. I, <laughs> I forget what his voice sounded like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like Dwarf, it's like meeting Dwarf a British so celebrity hard. and pretending yeah. to have that accent. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think that, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he, he says, uh, uh, "That one, that one's my favorite as well." I, I actually, I was imbibing from my tankard as I turned the page and saw the title. It felt very fortuitous. Oh, of course, good man, good man. <laughs> but you know what is my favorite? Which one? And he, he kind of leans forward on his knees a little bit, like looking forward at you. <laughs> the curious case of the crystal codpiece in Nora Tale. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he kind of blushes just a little bit at that one. And he says, when I was reading that one, I actually had to kind of turn the book away from my wife. I didn't want her to read the scandalous deeds of Noro and his codpiece. Oh, oh me. Sorry to... To interrupt, but um, do you think your wife needs some help gathering that tea? Oh, dude, no. <laughs> he uh, he looks back at you. He said, "Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. Go ahead, just fine." Um, uh, just a, a point of note, novelist, since you were kind of like looking over at the uh, at the books a bit, you notice that a fair amount of them appear to be <sighs> maybe erotic novels. You saw such titles as the Lusty Lich King. And the Bear Witch Project. And 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 there was there was one. It was actually the the cover of the book actually shifted colors as you as you kind of moved your head near it, and uh, it reads "Pixie Dust and Passion." Ooh. <laughs> what is oh, this? Shit. What room are we in? What is happening? <laughs> well, I'm so glad a... those were on the shelves I couldn't read. <laughs> so actually, they were on the higher up shelves. He I mean, maybe he keeps them up there so his wife can't see them quite so easily. Um, oh. So Alessio, you bring up a good point. What what is happening? What are you doing back there? And uh, Nobilis, if you'd like to travel into the kitchen, you're you're welcome to. to... Is that down south? <laughs> uh, it's it's down into the left. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of, I just kind of, so as like Nomeo is, uh, you know, kind of enjoying all this, I'm mm -hmm. like, I kind of go behind where, where am I here? So you're, uh, uh far from him. Yeah. I mean, where, I assumed you were doing that on purpose because you tend to hang back. Where, where, but, yeah. where is he? Oh, he's uh, in the room. Yeah. So he's sitting out in, in one of the chairs. chairs. So he's about 20, uh, maybe 10, 15 feet in front of you. Um, and very much preoccupied. Booker is between you and, and Ragnar at the moment. Okay. So I just kind of get over there, and while while uh, Mr. Ragnar is busy thumbing through books, I kind of whisper to Agnomio, and also Talon, because she's right there too. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know how long... I don't know how long I could keep that image going in, in the room before it's out of uh, range for me to do that we have to get out of here as soon as possible sure um at the moment like kind of while you're saying this uh you you pick your time wisely ragnar is actually quite preoccupied with uh he's trying to to touch your whip or sorry your <laughs> 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 oh this is fun so, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> anyway, he's he's trying. He's he's looking at Spicolo, uh, expected. He's like, can can I, can I try it? That that just those words were not desired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I once let someone hold my whip. My whip. That's the next T-shirt right there. Can I touch your weep? Can I touch your weep? Can I touch weep? your weep? Oh, so many markets is all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> but he did not know what to do with it. But you, my friend, I believe I can trust you. And I'll hand it to him. You know, and like, why don't we step away so you can have proper weaving range? <laughs> Sure. I mean, anybody who has that many erotic books like knows how to handle a weep. <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> point. So, so Ragnar uh, gleefully takes takes the weep and he runs over to the other side of his uh, this room that he's in, where there is a table sitting with with some very large sunstones on it, and he kind of un untangles the whip and he he I'm just gonna say weep, but um and he you know wakch and uh, he's actually quite quite good at it it seems. Uh, maybe something in your book maybe taught him how to how to snap the wrist, but uh, <laughs> he uh, he manages to to kind of grab one of the sunstones. It pulls it off the table and it shatters across the floor. And he just laughs like you know gleefully. Oh, <laughs> sir! What large and mighty stones you have! <laughs> if you want to leave again, Jason, I'll understand that time. Yeah. I, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so let, let's hop over to Nobilis for a minute. So Nobilis, you, you've entered the kitchen uh, where Alicia is currently making some tea. Uh, she seems kind of bored. She's she's standing there. She's actually still reading a book while the while the pot's brewing. And uh, and you walk in. Madam, may I offer you any assistance? Uh, it's just making tea. I think I can probably handle it. Uh, but you know, by all means, you're welcome to stand here and we can talk if you'd like. Ah, well, I'm just, you know, in awe of the loyalty and the in the honor of your husband. I mean, he is so well respected in these lands. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, he is well respected in the lands. Ah, I hint I get some hesitancy with your response. Let me ask you a question. Have you been in town for a while? A few days. Have you seen my husband out and about? Uh, you know, he's kind of hard to spot in the crowds, you know, me being tall and him being, you know, short. And completely covered in gold and you being tall oh, yeah. above everybody else. He's very hard to spot. Okay, I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, where, where might would I have seen him in town? Uh, that's part of why I was asking. I was hoping that you would tell me, but... That's okay. If if you haven't, I, I'm not going to push the issue. And she uh, she takes the teapot off of the table or off the the heater, and uh, she she kind of pours a few cups and and she says, "Will you help me carry this tray at least?" Yes, but part of my intrusion. But isn't loyalty such a big part of your clan? I mean, what if someone were to let's say be a bit unloyal? What what would happen with the reputation? What would happen to the reputation? Uh, make a persuasion check at this point. Just regular. And persuasion is probably charisma, I'm guessing. Yes. Uh, I oh, kind of forget. So, so you can roll advantage because it's you're still, you know, oh, post, 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 post coitus. 
<laughs> Everybody's extra persuasive. Yes. Nineteen. Um, all right. So with the nineteen, she she uh, she hands you the tray, and she kind of steps a little closer, and she says, "Loyalty is extremely important in dwarven clans, and I suspect I have reason to question his loyalty." Will you keep an eye on him for me? I have a lot of wealth here, and some of it could be yours if you were to tell me something that I need to know. I may know a thing or two about his whereabouts in the previous few days, but well, I will keep. Let's, let's bring the, let's bring the tea out. We will. We shall reconvene later. Let's no, safer. spill the tea. <laughs> you, you stole my joke, yeah, dude. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not coming back here, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, is she gonna push? Does she want to know now? Uh, well, I mean, you you led on. Uh, I'd say that she's definitely still. You, you've still got her interest. She has not moved. You're you're just standing there holding tea, and she's waiting for you to make the next move. So about that wealth. <laughs> yes. Well, you you know you said if someone has some info on on your husband, um, you may offer some for their information. So, she uh, she says, well, it entirely depends upon the information. However, and she walks over to the sink, uh, which is you know kind of right next to her. She opens up one of the cabinets and she reaches in and she pulls out a small bag, um, small bag but very very heavy with coin. And she walks over and she says, this is five hundred gold. If you tell me what I'm expecting to hear, with evidence that you know what you're talking about and not just making it up, then I will give this to you, and the rest will be up to me. The rest, well, 500 gold is a good payment for the information, but the evidence that will obviously cost a bit more. But if you if you are receptive to the information, then we can discuss further. Tell me what you know. And we'll we'll see what happens. Are you familiar with the come right in? I know of it. Yes. Well, it seems that they have a rather shiny regular. Shiny. Perhaps with a gold beard. Perhaps. Okay. And uh, is. If he is regular there, is there somebody specific that he is seeing? Indeed, there is. You don't have to. <clears> and reach my hand out like I like reach out my <laughs> other hand. I'll have the gold bag in one hand. And I'll reach out my other hand. All right. So you're you're holding a tray of tea with one hand. You're holding the bag with the other hand. Sorry, right, he balances the tea on his ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> You hang the teacups from your nipples. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So anyway, she she uh, she she holds the bag kind of tightly as she's handing it to you, but she's holding it. And she says, "Tell me who he sees." Ah, uh, you know what? Forget it. I'll take this and and uh, make a run. Not make a run for, but go rejoin my friends because I don't. <laughs> Side note: I don't take good notes. I have a name, but <laughs> well, I okay. don't think it's the right name, and it would be stupid if it's the wrong name, so I don't want to accuse anyone. Just say the name, and then you know, it could be metagame if it's not. It's fine. Lysera? 
So Alicia is that's his that's his wife. That's that's who you're talking to. Shit. <laughs> 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 his regular is his wife. Oh man, I'm I'm actually to be honest, I forget her name too. So if you just want to say the 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 halfling, that would be uh, adequate. Okay. Because I thought I collected, I thought I still had that, because I thought I kept that with me, but I don't have it in my inventory. Oh, weird had, kink. Had what? The letter. Oh. I believe you do still have, well, you don't have that in your inventory. You're right. I don't know oh, if I ever added it. Um, okay, but yeah. The name no. was, there was hints to who it was on the letter. Yeah. Um, I believe okay. her, mm, yeah, I don't remember. I, I have it in my notes somewhere, but it's not worth it. As long as, as long as Either way, that let's, let's just say for the sake of the narrative that you have that letter still. Okay. I'll tell her then, then the halfling. Okay. Are you showing her the letter or? Not yet. No, I just like to tell right. her and All right. yeah. So you, you see a sign, like a sign of recognition on her face. She, you just confirmed what she suspected. And she said, I knew it. I knew it. Well, thank you. As promised here. Here you go. Um, your confirmation of my. Such an awkward airship ride. Your confirmation of my, <laughs> your confirmation of my assumption is enough evidence for me. And uh, she hands you five hundred gold. Uh, well, of course. And if there's anything else I can do, um, but you might want to check that top bookshelf. You know, it's a little little tall, but there's some interesting <laughs> readings you may discover that may further support my claim. Novelist is just pouring all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> sipping the tea as I'm as I'm telling you. What a a lot of half lane porn up there. Or? So, yeah. Nobilis, uh I'm actually, I'm going to go only with you for just a moment. I'm going to speak just to you, and I believe that the, the um, chat will be able to hear us. So, okay. you hear a voice in your head, one very familiar. Can we hear each other, guys, uh, while they're talking? Oh. How about that? You Am can, but it, it'll, it'll, it'll go over the top of us, so just hold on. Oh, tight. sorry. So you you hear a a voice in your head, a deep voice, and it says, (laughs) it says, Ed was opening a bottle of whiskey. It says, it says, tell her that I could give her power in order to get revenge. Thanks for that, Ed. Appreciate that. Awesome. That was the greatest thing ever. Man, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. This is very standard for us. It's totally fine. All right. Anyway, so. This was just so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm not to spoil anything, but Bill had just said, and he says, and he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was perfect. It was like, then, like you hear, you hear a voice, and he says, it says. <laughs> <laughs> it rips a new one first, and then. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Um, sorry. Before That's I okay. leave the room, yep. no, I'm yes. carrying the tea. I, I'd like to turn back to her. You know, if there's if there's anything I know, there may be something more powerful out there than your husband, and I can give you that power if that's what you desire. Power? I have plenty of power. I mean, beyond this realm. Mm, 
Elaborate. Huh? You see, I know this guy, and he, uh, he has the ability to take regular people like myself, and not to say that you're regular, but give us an ability, a power that we just cannot imagine in this realm. You just have to give him your devotion, as obviously you've determined that your husband has not. Interesting. Well, I'd very much like to hear more about this. And you see a look come over her face as if she's she kind of goes blank for a sec. And you get she says in her head, uh, she says out out to you, she says, I think he just contacted me. Ah, very good. I was going to say, I, I can't guarantee that you'll see me again, but if you are in good faith with him, then we will definitely meet again. And I hope to. And I'd like and, to uh, get her. <laughs> you see you see her, her eyes flash purple for just a split second. Just enough for you to see. And yes. uh, all right. Uh, while you're dealing with the tea, I'm going to go back to the rest of the group here. Um, all, right. all right. So... Uh, we come back to the rest of the group. There is just sunstone shattered all over the floor everywhere in here. And uh, the the whip, actually, there's a, a couple of little slices. But being a living vine, it's actually healing itself. And you can kind of see this. But uh, Ragnar is going absolutely ham on everything in this room, just whipping the shit out of it. And... Uh, you know, the rest of you are kind of maybe like hiding behind something. <laughs> but, and he's just, he's, oh, he's just mad with power. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, he kind of looks back at you, Anomio, and he says, this is a hell of a weapon. I, I love it. I, I would like to purchase this from you, please. Oh, my friend, my lord, my, my king. No, I'm sorry. But speak, you lord, it's not for sale. What? You know what? I think I have something better for you. Oh, he, he actually, he hands you back Spicolo real quick and then he's like, what, what? <laughs> I want you to hang on to something for me. Take off the sombrero. No. Ooh. <gasps> what? It seems I have too many hats. I know, I know, no such thing, but perhaps <laughs> you could hang on to this one for a time. He... Even Booker gasps. <laughs> Booker, Booker's standing there wearing his top hat. He's like, and Ragnar takes the Ragnar takes the hat from you, and um, as, as you hand him the hat and the the look of gleefulness on his face, you uh, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs. Um. And you hear voices saying something to the effect of like, I, no, you tell him. I, I don't want to tell him. You tell him. And you see three dwarves come out of the door. And these are the two dwarven guards and Gruff Stormbrow from down below uh, in the in the uh, golden vault. And they, they say, uh, Ragnar, Ragnar, we've got a, a big problem. And uh, he, he kind of has the hat on. He's like, you know, fitting it. And he looks over at them. And then he, he takes it off real quick. And he, uh, yes, um, report, report. And uh, he walks over, and um, they say, "Well, the the chalice, sir, it's it's gone." What do you mean it's gone? We need it for them. It was right there. I saw it. Where did where did you put it? And uh, they say, "No, we were just we were looking at it, and it just disappeared." And he he looks. He walks over to Gruff, and just kind of gets right in his face, and he says, 
Gruff. Did did you take the chalice? He said, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I've, I'm down there to guard the chalice. And uh, Ragnar, he kind of, guards, arrest this man. And uh, they both kind of rush over and grab, and they say, uh, find, he, he hid the chalice somewhere. Find it. Either go down there, ask uh, Alina, find this chalice. Bring it back here. I expect it by the end of the day. And then uh, they're like, but we were all just, shush, shut up, find the chalice. And he, he turns back, I'm entertaining guests. At this point, Nobilis and Alicia both kind of walk back into the room with the tea. Do you anyone? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you walk back into to quite a sight. Uh, uh, you know, Gruff is being held uh, by the two Gorvin, Dwarven Gourds. Ragnar looks pissed. And uh, there's shattered sunstone all over the floor everywhere and just whip marks on the walls. Um, oh, I must have missed quite, a, quite an adventure in here. <laughs> Alicia... I, uh, I, I want to... Oh, oh, if you got something, nope. go for it. Please, please. Oh, I was going to run over to... Um, we've got all of the sunstone that we had before, right? We Like, all of it, yes. we've gathered it? Yeah, okay. I, I don't remember how much you guys have, but it's it's many pounds, like dozens of pounds. Um, my lord, my lord, I fear you are making a terrible mistake. <clears throat> my lord, I believe I know who took the chalice. When we were coming here to deliver this drill, which, of course, we, we did nothing else. We just brought it straight here. Uh, we saw some very strange dwarves sneaking around. They were all dressed in black. And, you know, I believe I had seen these dwarves before at this particular address. And I want to give them the address of the guys who got, who got in Nablus's face. <laughs> Oh, perfect! I love it. I love it. So you're gonna tell you're gonna tell him about the obsidian blades. Awesome. Uh, so so Ragnar, uh, he he actually looks at the map and uh, he says, "I know these these damn dwarves with their black capes and their daggers. They're I'm a sneaky guy. He uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Gruff, uh, dwar release him, Gruff. You need to get this chalice back." or you will end up in the iron hold. And uh, so Gruff and the two dwarven um, guards, they they march out the front door and uh, they kind of, you know, Ragnar tells them where to where to find them and, and you see them leave the house. Uh, and Ragnar turns around and he says, uh, Anomio, my friend, thank you. Thank you for the, the, the tip. Uh, if this is what you say, I will shower you in wealth and maybe I'll even publish your next book for you. Oh, you are too kind, my lord. But uh, do not worry. I, I have had more than enough reward simply by meeting such a devoted fan. Did you just turn <laughs> down a shower of gold? Shut it up! Congratulations! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> so, Rag are we going to be actually... hanging out with him on the airship, like later today? Pre presumably, yeah. I mean, he is scheduled to be on the airship, so. Um, um, I think we gotta yeah. we gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Yes. So, a moment a moment passes. You guys are kind of uh, sipping your tea and you know pleasantries, etc. And you're and you're talking about how you need to get going, etc. But he he doesn't look like he wants you to leave. He's sad, but he, you know he's not gonna stop you. However, as this conversation's happening, you hear outside a loud explosion. And this explosion is followed by the sounds of screaming and yelling and just absolute panic right outside the doors. 
And Alicia and Ragnar both uh, look towards the front and they, they rush out of the house. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, we follow them. I'm mm -hmm. following them. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so you, you emerge out the front of the house and you see that Erngor Zuek is, in f uh, is completely on fire. And there are many, many boulders that have fallen from the cavern ceiling and crashed into the earth. Uh, Is this all fucking kobolds? All surrounding you are... Actually, you guys are a little up here. All surrounding you are buildings that have been crushed. People struggling out of just collapsed buildings. Things on fire. And these red kobolds running around saying... We are done being the servants of inferior masters. The Underdark shall oh, rise again. And with new masters, much more powerful than you. And oh, you look around at Urngor Zuek. There is a, a plume of fire. And uh, even like the smoke is red. And with the red lights kind of from everywhere, it's actually hard to see. It looks like just a hellscape before you. The pit is filled with smoke. Um... All around you are just these blazing fires. And off in the distance, you see towards the Shadowcrawl Passage, you notice that a boulder has fallen directly into the passage, completely opening it up. And there are these giant shadows emerging from the Underdark, oh, as God. if flames completely made of shadow. Well, that's great. <laughs> so you look over and Ragnar and Alicia uh, immediately kind of get into a different mode. Ragnar says, we need to get everybody to safety. We need to get them out of Erngor Zuek. And, uh, and you see a couple of red kobolds charge at Ragnar. And he takes his warhammer and he swipes and just cleaves them and uh, smashes them into the ground. Um, at this point, you see him run off into the flames and Alicia runs a completely different way. What are you all doing? Oh my God. Right. Well, are there people like <laughs> trapped in the buildings near us, kind of thing, that need help getting out? Uh, make a perception check. As I squint at the uh, thing, because my actual perception's terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a seven it's close so, to mine <laughs> so, you're, so you're looking around and you see that that most people like any of the buildings that are on fire if the building itself hasn't been completely demolished to the point where you do not expect any survivors um the the dwarves seem to be helping each other out you even see a few of them just banging on walls with hammers and breaking down walls to get people out of the smoke-filled buildings it seems like at least what you can tell people are handling the situation and are the kobolds like running around? Uh, there are a number yes. of kobolds. Uh, many of them are up on top of roofs, and you see a couple of them are holding these flags with a uh, a three-toed print on it, um, and they're kind of waving them above above them. And there's a, a whole lot of like you know down with the oppressors and and uh, you know release those from the underdark. Just chants and, and screams of of victory and and carnage. Yeah. Guess it's time to murder some communists. <laughs> <laughs> Take here, down here. the reds. <laughs> right. So, so let me ask you guys a question: Which direction are you heading? So, looking at the map, where are you gonna? Which direction are you going to go? Would it be east. 
I would assume towards the airship, right? <laughs> the entire place is east. <laughs> I know. Well, no, the pit, like where the the under. You said the underdark door opened and yeah. things yeah, were coming we gotta, out of it. We gotta go kill some beasties. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we should go towards the shadow people. Did we get a long rest at any point in the past, like, two days? <laughs> uh, you did it in the past two days, but it has been a while since your last long rest. Okay. Because you, you well, basically went through back. the vault, okay. and then you... Now, here's here's the one thing I'll give you. While you were in talking with Ragnar doing that whole thing, if you'd all like to take a quick short rest, I would be okay mm. with that. Sweet. Because you spent about a half hour in there probably chilling. That'd be good. Okay. We all figure that out. <laughs> all right so while you guys are doing that i'll just tell you i've been drinking this boomtown and this is like i said it's better than i was expecting um i've actually i know i poured quite a bit for you guys but i feel like it was up to almost that reflection line like i've had probably three or four of these um i really love the smoke on the on the end Mm. I will say to me, it doesn't drink as much like a Texas whiskey. Actually, I grabbed a mm. different one, although it's a little bit different because it's a blend with um, Texas and Indiana whiskey. But I grabbed this one, the St. Sally. Oh, um, yes. And to me, like, nice. I get so much more like what I consider Texas funk. I'm not finding on this one. And that could mm. be a good thing because a lot of times that's overwhelming. Mm. Well, I, I would not put this in the same same uh, lane as Iron Root either. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I'm just, yeah. I, I just wanted to grab another Texas whiskey. I'm just saying like, this yeah. doesn't have the typical Texas funk that I'm used to. Sure. It's not quite as that. Sometimes they get like weirdly tannically bitter, kind of. That's it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Bitter, but still like young tasting. And this doesn't have that. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'm dumb yeah. and thought I rolled a zero and was really upset. Uh, and it turns out on a d10 that that's a 10. <laughs> I was like, you can roll a zero? This is bullshit. <laughs> All right. So it looks like you uh, you guys have done some some healing. Uh, Alessio, did you yes. uh, roll any hit dice? Or do you want to? I just rolled the, the short rest thing. That's it. Okay. If you want to roll hit dice in order to heal yourself, then you could do that too. It's, um, it is the little actually it should have told you that you could but you see where you have no, the number it doesn't nine. after that yeah oh uh, if you if you you see where it says num uh nine on the bottom right next to your hit points uh so it's got yep. like where you, yeah so if you click on that it will let you roll hit dice so you can heal yourself uh, the t was rejuvenating <laughs> yeah. all right yes. cool. so, so you got you and you can roll as many of those as you want you have up to nine of them so I would recommend everybody roll as many as you need. Um, mostly because you never do. Oh, shit. That's... Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Not because <laughs> we're addressing the Underdark. Eh, you know. Also, Talon's like back there like pulling out her Underdark book and trying to like catch any Yeah, hands. that's fine. I will absolutely keep that in mind uh, if you happen to run in, into any baddies. Um, so the yeah, first thing... why I have my phone up. So first things first, I would like all of you to roll a d6 for me, please. So we've got a four, five, four, and six. Excellent. 
I like that Novelis rolled a D8. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, rolled, you, like, hey, you rolled a D6 after. No. It was just, it was I, just... I clicked on it, but I didn't know it on No, I rolled a D6 below that. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm just joking. All right. So with a D6, so, so tell me, uh, there's a few major places in here that you guys could head to. I'm not sure where you're trying to head. Um, if you want to ask any questions or look around or whatever, tell me what you want to do and help make a decision. They must you protect can, I, the like, people. Sorry, I will say one. Monsters. I will say one more thing. The smoke in here is getting pretty bad to the point where staying put is not the right choice. All right, like, guys, you think we should just head over? Let's get to the. Let's try to get to the airship. But on our way, if people need help, let's help them. How's that sound? Okay, and the airship's uh like northeast, yeah. Yep, correct. It's uh the Skyway. It's in the northeast. All right, so let's, yeah. let's make our way up uh, north, uh, northeast towards the Platinum Weave. We can help some people along the way, but let's try to get out of here. All right, sounds Feels good. So cowardly. <laughs> That's all right. You know, every, I, I will tell you that around you, even the folks who are living here, everybody's kind of running. There doesn't seem to be anybody trying to deal with the fires because when you look around, it wouldn't be manageable. Like almost immediately, it seems mm -hmm. as if this entire city is going to go up in flames. Um. All right, so you guys start heading uh, to the north, and uh, let's see, with your good roll, um, you guys got pretty pretty far. Uh, I'd like you to roll one more d6 for me, please, as you enter the Platinum Weave. Duke. Oh, these are my peeps. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, so a five, a two, a three, and a one. So you all... Um, we're gonna do this. Uh -oh. You come, you come into a uh, bit of a location here, in between some buildings, um, and you see a number of kobold. They don't look like what you're expecting. They appear, and and Talin, you would recognize these. They have been completely corrupted by um, some sort of fungus or some sort of. It's hard to hard to even know, um, but you see these mushrooms kind of growing off of them, and many of them seem to be mutated, and they see you immediately, and let out a shriek, and start to charge. So I'd like you all to roll initiative. What color are they? They are all red. Okay. And I'll uh. Oh. What are all those red dice? Jesus. <laughs> I keep flipping through the book. There's a bunch, bunch of them. So I will I will give you guys a hint that this is going to be a bit of a hard fight. So I wouldn't hold back. Oh, oh like we totally do all the time. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, I always put Booker in combat. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to kill Booker. All right. So Where did he go? Uh, Where is up first is Novelis. So Novelis, I, I'll just kind of describe the scene here. So you guys are in between a number of buildings. To your left, there is a forge. The fires are burning bright still inside the forge, but also on the roof of the building. In front of you is another building set ablaze. To your south is another building set ablaze. There's a path kind of through the buildings to your uh, northeast and another one to your southeast. Um, down to your southeast, however... Uh, actually, do you see that? Yeah, I'd say you see that. You do see that there's a scuffle. Um, there's some dwarves fighting some more of these creatures. 
So uh, up above you to the to the northeast, there are six of these cobalts. What would you like to do? All right. Yeah. So I would like to try out something new that I haven't had a chance to try yet. Um, I'd like to use my synaptic static. Sure. Um, which allows me to choose a point within range, which is my range is 120 feet. Mm -hmm. um, and cause a psychic energy to explode there. Each, each creature in a 20-foot <laughs> radius uh, sphere centered on that point must make an intelligence saving throw. A creature with... Do you want the details, Bill, or no? Uh, enough, yeah, but, but basically you're you're going to do a, a psychic bomb. Yeah, an so, 8d6 yeah. psychic damage on a failed save. <laughs> this might not be a hard fight. Uh, let's see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Alright, so uh, you'll need to cast that and it will ask you to kind of place a Oh, oh nice, thing. this is cool yeah. Oh, oh, wait, shoot This is detailed Sorry you got, I don't okay. know if y'all can see what I can see uh, oh, There's no way to get them all You know what, this is close enough I'm gonna go for this Alright, cool uh, So, you uh, you kind of just channel this You, you look uh, blank towards them and your, your mind kind of sizzles bit and you just push this uh psychic blast towards them so all of them need to make a dc 18 intelligence saving throw which i could tell you that a lot of them are going to fail um so i need to roll this like five times so give me a minute uh so that one's gonna be a Take fail your time. Take your time. <laughs> this is a fantastic <laughs> move by you by the way because i had them all clumped uh so 16 that will fail A thirteen is gonna fail. <laughs> you may you may as well roll damage at this point. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. A five and a nine. All right. So all five of the ones that you were able to target are going to take this damage. Okay. So it's just want to make sure targets if they fail. Okay. Eight d six damage. Yep. So you should be and able to roll. Muddled. I just want to add that they also will have muddled thoughts for a minute after um, <laughs> after that. So. Yes, it's my own damn fault for clumping them together. <laughs> but you know they were they were like destroying the building. It makes sense for them to be kind of gathered yeah. together. Yeah. Holy crap! That's a lot of dice. Thirty damage. <laughs> All right, thirty damage. Uh, let me just double check real quick because I think that's going to kill most of them outright. Uh, let's see. Yes, it will. All right. Well. Damn. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys for watching. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, you see a number of these these kobolds, they um, they start running towards you, and you immediately do this move, and they just fall to the ground. Their noses, where you think their noses are, are bleeding, and the, the mushrooms that make up their heads explode. <laughs> um, wow. Fanta there is one kobold left uh up at the top and uh he seems like this little tiny short thing he's got a really really massive mushroom on his head and uh you see these little kind of spores kind of floating around it like floating out of it um he all right i mean is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn um, I just <laughs> is that enough for you clifton dark one's blessing to get some hit points from that kill so yeah you do <laughs> you get so you get you get five times whatever you're supposed to get all right i'm gonna okay. assume that's the end of your turn though oh no i'm just gonna yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna action but wait, surge there's more <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. talon you're up uh so 
Booker can't quite get to this guy, but can he dash? Is he allowed to dash? He could dash, but he can't do anything when he's there. So it, that would be his action, and he wouldn't be able to attack. Correct. He'd basically you'd basically be putting right. him next to the enemy and saying, "Good luck." So <laughs> have fun. Okay, cool. Uh, well. Thanks for killing all the ones that were within any proximity. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, but uh, I'm just going to shoot the one survivor with a uh, bow and arrow. All right. So, Go for it. That's all I can do. <laughs> My poor little kobolds. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was the best don't, thing ever. Don't worry. I have more up my sleeve, but uh -oh. we'll see what happens. Uh oh. I'm going to guess an 11 does not hit. An 11 does not hit. Yeah. But I believe uh, but you I have a couple shots. Face. Yeah. So yeah. maybe this one's going to hit. Nice. Oh, 25. Oh, All right. 25 will definitely hit. Okay. Roll damage. Uh, up, 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 up. It's a critical hit. No. A six. All right, All right so, well, I got that one for six, and I'm going to move over here. That's it. Okay. That's my move. Cool. Uh, Alessio, you're up. Wait, who did who did she try to go hit? This guy. That one. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Yeah. The only one that's the left one. alive. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. What am I going to do here? Um... And then Anomio, you're on deck. Let's see. What's the? Oh no, I don't want that. Oops. <laughs> do you do you want, want a minute? We can go to Anomio first. It's up yeah, to go to Anomio first. <laughs> Novel has fucked us all up because we're all like planning. <laughs> oh, you know. Sorry. Oh, we can read Let's this one. God. Anomio, uh, what are you doing? All right. Before anything else. Now that Ragnar is no longer around, I lift up the sombrero, pull out an identical sombrero de Cadormas, <laughs> put it out, and put the sombrero over it. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> I was surprised, I'll be honest. <laughs> I have one for all of my fans. <laughs> I have 25. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to run over to here and i'm going to take a pot shot at the one closest to me with my shooty shooty crossbow hand shooty bow okay all of a sudden we're all using our range weapons <laughs> yeah i know right did you get an uh, at 20. uh somewhere in there in two nat ones <laughs> yeah sorry i did I know that you rolled and I saw it on the screen, but I don't know where it went. But either way, it looks like you oh, nat twenty. Yeah, he did. yeah. Yeah, he's got a he's got a nanny twenty plus two plus four. Cool. See? All right. No, so seventeen plus two plus four. Yeah. Agnomia. I, oh, it says. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you got a um. Yeah. You got a seventeen plus two plus four. Yeah. Okay. Total. So you got twenty three. I don't know what that was. Sorry about that. All right. So twenty three to hit. Uh, which one were you targeting? Uh, the one, this fella right here. Okay. Cool. All right, so you uh, so that's the razor claw kobold. Um, so this this guy, he's very like lanky. He's got these really long arms, really long legs. But um, when he walks, he like crouches down, oh. and he's got these extremely long fingers with very sharp talons at the end of them. All right, cool. Uh, okay, 
All right, and then so nine. nine. So, you know, I might as well shoot him again. Sure. Because You're using a crossbow? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh. All right, so you, you, I did uh, not see that there were a bunch of more creatures. <laughs> I didn't see them either, and then Bill rushed me to end my turn. I could have walked a little closer to them, but it's fine. If you want to, if you want to use your movement, go for it. Okay. Okay. So right. does an eleven hit? You know, passive aggressive much, but that's fine. Yes. And uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm sorry. An eleven does not hit. I thought that was uh, rolling okay. for damage. Yeah. All right. Um, cool, cool. Then I am done. Cool. All right. So uh, so the first. Uh, arrow, you know, goes into him. The second one does not. All right, up next is Alessio. All right, so I'm going to uh, dash about 60 feet here, mm -hmm. uh, which brings me to about there. And then um, I'm also going to use a new spell. Okay. Which I, which I have not used yet, called the Thunder Wave. The thunder wave. Mm. Awesome. Are you close enough for that? I don't know. It says 15 feet. I don't know if I'm close from, enough. From you, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't so know if I'm see. close enough. If I... not, not really? Not really. Yeah. All right, then. Let's go with the javelin of lightning since they're all lined up. Mm. Nice. Are you going uh, for, the, for this guy first or the other guy first? Uh, that one first. So hopefully it reverber reverberates like a little, like, like this guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy, like all through. All right. All right. Sure. All right. So you just said this guy, but you didn't like ping anybody. <laughs> this so, guy. Oh, the I top one or mind. the left one? I can't. Why can't I click on his ass? I have no idea. Okay. It's the guy to the most left. Okay. Got it. All right. Yep. And here we go. Bazinga! Oh, it was a natty 20. <laughs> so, uh, 15. A 15 will hit. Um, yes. So uh, it would make more sense for you to aim for the guy right past him because then it will hit both of them. Um, okay. So I aim that's for the guy right past him. Perfect. Okay. So a 15 will still hit. Um, all right. So you, uh, you, you throw your javelin of lightning at the tentacle-armed kobold. Um, this guy has a single arm that is a long tentacle, and the other one is holding a mushroom that it seems to be using as a club against Lil Grizz. Uh, who you, you, now, you now notice that Lil Grizz is fighting for his life alongside Drog Strongbeard um, as they're both fighting these two kobolds. So you throw your javelin of lightning. Go ahead and roll your damage. You all, you also see a, uh, oh, a four, four damage. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's a little disappointing. That sucks. <laughs> um, but actually I think it works different. I think four damage is what the people in the way get. Uh, and then the final guy gets like a, a big chunk. Double check your spell and then roll for damage and let me know what it is. Um, uh, yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, up next, I finally get a turn. All right, so the Razor Claw, the one that uh, was kind of in the way here, he is going to actually rush towards you, Alessio. Um, and he is going to try to hit you with his uh, Razor Claws. So he's going to do a multi-attack against you. Uh, first one is going to be for 13, which will not hit. Nope. Um, his second is going to... Oh, that one's going to hit... Uh, a 20 to hit for eight damage. Um, so he swipes at you with the first one misses. Second one's going to hit uh, for eight damage. So go ahead and apply that to yourself. And um, 
he's going to use the rest of his movement to kind of just settle up next to you. So he's uh, you're in between him and Anomio. Uh, up next is the Mush Hammer. So Mush Hammer uh, Cobalt has two of these big mushrooms and uses them like mauls. And he just beats on people. Now he's currently engaged with one of the Dwarven Guards. Um, so I'm going to have him just use his Mace Shroom, which is what it's called. It's a Mace Shroom. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so that'll hit, and then that'll. Let's see. The second one will not hit. Does he okay. get? Does he get disadvantage for the dad joke? No, actually, if anything, he gets like a, a wish spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perfect. All right. Uh, up next is our little guy that you guys left alive. So he, I'm not going to tell you much about him. He's going to move. Um, his full movement, 30 feet. Actually, he's going to move his... He's going to he's gonna move all of his movement to get right in between Nobilis and Talin. And then that will be his... Is that his move or does... Yes, that will be his full thing. All right. Up next is the Mycomancer, which is... Uh, sorry, sorry to does she yep. get an attack on him by him getting that close to her? Nope. Uh, only if... When he I think we get away. flanking though yeah. later. I see. Okay, just want to make sure. You, you will. You will. Um, okay. So the Mycomancer. Uh, so this is uh, another another guy that's kind of like. Um, that's funny. I put the wrong uh, wrong image. That's fine. It's kind of like uh, this this really small uh, mushroom shaped cobalt guy, um, and he kind of holds his hands up to his head, and he is going to take forever to make a move sorry about that um he is going to use misty step to go where's he gonna go he is gonna go over here so he's gonna use his misty step ah. and then he is going to use a cantrip since he already cast a spell um and he's gonna poison spray at talin Oops, it'll go right there instead. Really? It says he's... Sorry, he is going to go over here instead. <laughs> I, my intent was to put him in, in, in range, and he has plenty of movement with the Misty Step. Um, so, with Poison Spray, you need to, Talon, uh, make a... Saving, saving throw. throw. A con constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, near you. Fusion, saving throw. Ah, no, wrong thing. So he's he's gonna squirt a stream of acid out of his mushroom top, mushroom top. <laughs> and, Nineteen. Uh, all right, so you're gonna take four points of damage. Okay. All right, cool. Um, up next is going to be the tentacle armed cobalt. Uh, this guy is currently in battle with Lil Grizz, and uh, Lil Grizz. We'll see how he does. Don't even yell at me if I kill him. It's not my fault. No, oh, we're no. yelling at you for sure. Oh, yeah, for we haven't gotten a turn since he was introduced. Like, <laughs> it'll so help me, God, if you kill Lil Grizz. <laughs> right. like... well, Lil Grizz is going to take seven points of damage. Um, Lil Grizz, uh, he backs away uh, just just a little bit, and uh, because I fear you all, uh, the tentacle-armed uh, guy is going to make his second attack at. Um, with an unarmed strike at Drogon. 
Actually, you know what? I'm going to even say one more thing. Lil Grizz takes the first hit and Drogon jumps in front of him instead. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, yes, and pushes, pushes Lil Grizz out of the way. Uh, Lil Grizz looks a little sick, though, as if maybe he's gotten poisoned. Um, and Drog is, Drog is now in between tentacle-armed Kobold and Lil Grizz. All right. Up next, we have some new combatants entering the arena. Oh, boy. So we have... There is... A couple of little rats that are gonna just run into the uh, run into the the area yeah. here. They are sorry. You see on the top of their heads, their brain is clearly showing, and you see this electric field kind of surrounding their brain. Um, and they're looking around really panicked, like you know. And they they spot you, uh, Alessio, as you're the closest one to them, and uh, they're gonna use their dash action to get as close to you as they can, which is not going to be enough, but they're closer. Whoops. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. What the hell? <laughs> All right. <laughs> up really next. love you, man. So up next is uh, something that you can't really see. We'll just have it do its thing. Oh, I guess you probably <laughs> could see it, but that's fine. So wait, um, the, the cranium rats just came after Alessio? The cranium rats are on their way to Alessio. Uh, but Is Talon not... allowed to like yell things out? Absolutely, go for it. Because she has a book. Yep. Of Vanderdark. <laughs> you and your book. So <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> so they are frail, hit them hard, and psychic attacks will mess with them being able to work as a hive. So uh, if you have, look at that. Cool. That's I imagine that's no, that what was... I'd be able to yell out. That was perfect. Real quickly. Awesome. Uh, in time. All right, so um, I'm just going to move a couple of things around the field here. And uh, cool. All right, up next is back up at the top of the order is Nobilis. Already? All right. Um, I'd like to just take a take a step back over this way just to make sure my, my line of sight is good. And I'd like to Eldritch Blast um, first at this, um, the my, my Comancer. Yep. I'll target him first. Okay. So you're gonna shoot right right over Booker's head, which is not a problem because you know, although the top hat makes him taller. Oh. You can uh Ooh, you can see right over. 23. Damn. Uh, that'll do it. Twenty-three. Uh how much damage? Uh nine. Nine points of damage. Okay. Alright. So um, kill him. No, not at all. Alright, I'd like to use my second Eldritch Blast okay. on the same guy. Go for it. Eighteen, 18 will hit. All right, damage. Oh, Fifteen. 15. Oh, wait, <laughs> I confused my zeros. I, I had the same thing that that Adrianus Yeah, said, well, like well, on a D a D ten, it yeah. only has one through zero, right? So okay. <laughs> Well, it depends on the dice, but still. All right, so you do another 15 points of damage. Uh, it is looking real hurt, but it's not dead yet. Um, <coughs> all right, anything else? No, that's it. All right, Talin, you're up. You and Booker. <sighs> okay. And then another uh, deck. Is Nobilis still... Are we still, like, technically flanking no. this guy? Nope. No. Oh. Nope. Well, you can, anyways, you can ask uh, a few more times if you'd like. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, are you sure? Are you absolutely, absolutely sure? Yeah. 
We're at like a 90 degree angle. I should, I think it counts. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 10 feet away. All right, go for it. Oh, what are you, what are you doing? You have to be. Uh, Five, Booker is right, going to go after him with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Booker's going to go after whatever the hell this guy, it, it doesn't, spore infused. Okay. Um, with his uh, bracers of the winter wolf. Okay. So this should get him. All right, so Booker is going to move towards the the one with the spore infused, like up I mean, down. Like right You're confused, Bill, because why wouldn't they get flanking now? Like I'm like coming to their defense now. Like they're right. like right up on. So there, right? so let me let me explain this real real quick. So you're you are up here, which yes. is ten feet, or like you you could still be down here. You're not close enough to be flanking, is the thing. No, not me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about them. Well, so no, I was thinking of Nobles. Yeah, if, yeah. if anything, it's you guys are in trouble. <laughs> but but yeah, we're being still, flanked. Yeah, right. but but even okay. still, technically if Booker moves not. away, if if Booker moves away from the micro, like I yeah. guess if that's technically moving away. Uh, right. Let me just do this real quick. So let's say Booker wasn't like, right now. You would be being flanked with okay. Booker in the middle. Right. You are none of you are flanked. The flank needs oh, to yay, be no p- two people on both sides of a single person. Gotcha. Like okay. Back to back. Two or more. Yeah. Yeah. Dog and woman. P- picture it as like you're fighting over here and somebody's just punching you in the back of the head. Right. <laughs> so like you don't see it coming. So. Yeah. If Booker goes against the spore infused, does the other douche get an opportunity attack against? He Booker? sure does. Yes. Is that far enough? Okay. Then Booker's gonna go against the Michaelmancer instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he did. He did already roll. Okay. Sorry, I didn't. See that. 16. So sixteen will hit. Yep. All right. Yeah, I'll just tell you. No matter what you roll, it'll be enough. Um, so the Mycomancer ends up uh, dead. Uh, Booker, you know, gets him with his Winter Wolf, and uh, the, the claws extend, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and dead. Uh, Mycomancer falls Woo. to the ground. All right. Yeah. Booker looks real happy okay. and licks his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Booker does not lick his butt when he's happy. Oh, but Booker licks his butt every time he call it, kills somebody. It's it's canon. So <laughs> that's not a thing. That's not a thing. That's not what Booker does. <laughs> uh, right, so that was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and technically, I really just want to stab this guy with a machete. Okay. But I'm I'm trying to see real quick if if, if flame might do more damage, which I think it might. Uh, where'd it go? Hold on. Yeah, I have produced flame, and technically, it oh, works for damage. Got uh, it. Which I didn't know until recently. Oh, this thing's not marked. So I'm going to try that. What the hell? Uh, okay. I'm going to produce flame against the surviving guy. Okay. So make a ranged spell attack. Basically, click on it and see if you hit. So you do not hit. Oh, it's a 10. But that's okay. So you produce a little flame, uh, but, you know, like it... It just is tiny. <laughs> it's a tiny little flame. Can Booker and I flank someone? Are you we could, allowed to do that? You could in the future, but you took your turn. All right, Anomio, you're up. All right. I haven't moved. I've given you enough. Go ahead and move yourself if you want. You had enough time. <laughs> I draw forth my flaming okay. sword. Ooh, and as nice. I do, I take out a little uh, a little fireman's cap of a helmet and put it on top of the <laughs> And then you, I, I do you want me to just give up. you like a spell that lets you change the way your hat looks? Is that would that oh, be okay? I just like your soup. I carry enough for any situation. <laughs> so you put on your fireman cap over your two hats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, I, 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 the pith hat that you had before, you just paint it red real quick. 
<laughs> there we go. Rub like some dirt on it. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. What are, what are you doing? Right, I want to. I want to run up. I want to. I want to jump off of Alessio's back. So I want to run up and like, unless you like Alessio platform, and then I'm gonna jump off his back and like do a flip as I come down on the uh, on the razor claw. Like, woo! okay. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. Where's, Better come yeah, with advantage. Are. Uh, well, let's let's do this. Um, roll acrobatics for me. If you roll over a ten, I'll give you advantage on the attack. For fun. Yep. All right. Advantage also, on the just attack. saying, you stole that from Bofora. <laughs> Did I? Platform. I did All right. Go ahead and roll attack. Attack. <laughs> attack. Okay. Attacking. 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 Get on. Oh, oh, I forgot to roll that it was uh, advantage, but that's okay. That's I'll do it again. All that's right, twelve and that'll 23. hit. Yep. Yes. Damage. Damage. Fifteen. Fifteen points of damage. That's just enough to uh, kill this razor claw cobalt. Um, so this this guy, this whole thing is happening as he's attacking Alessio from the previous turn. He's like, swipe, swipe, and you come flying over Alessio's back, and you, you know, lunge over and stab him, and uh, the thing dies. Perfect. That's actually why he missed his second attack, is because you killed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I looked right. down, I said, thank you, Ignomio, but portobellos are better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else, Ignomio? Uh, no, I'm good. All right, Alessio, you're up. All right, well, I see these rats coming at me. Mm -hmm. um, so the I'm new snakes. Getting, <laughs> the new snakes, which I'm terrified of. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to... I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm I, going to... Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use my I'm going to use my dash action to kind of get... Because since they're going straight, yep. I'm going to come right about... Hey. No. I'm not doing anything anymore. How do you... Un so I clicked one of the oh. tools on the left. So How the click, click, on, click on the picture of the uh, person on the very top left, token controls. Okay. Yep, and now you can move. Token controls. That's nope, it's not letting nope. me do it. Uh, right. You might have to click the top right one to the right of it. Also. Yeah, tell me. Tell me either, Bill. By the way, I noticed we, that as well. I had to use, just do you, it with my. Use your arrow keys, maybe, yeah. and just. Yeah, I got it. All right. Oh, maybe not. Sorry, that was me doing that. Tell, yeah, ping on the map where you want to where you want me to put you. <laughs> Everything should be working properly. I, I'm not sure yeah. why it wouldn't. My arrow keys were working, but my um, I couldn't drag. What the hell is happening? I don't know. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Or, or did you move me? I didn't do that. Nope, you did that. Okay. So now it's working. It wasn't working earlier, though, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> We're all testing it out. <laughs> Pissing up, Bill. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I, so I kind of dash here. I kind of dash here to the side of them. Okay. While they're running at me. And then since it's two of them, this is where I'm going to use my Thunder Wave to knock them back as far as I can. Nice. Because I want them away from my ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's see how this works. All right. So Thunder Wave. Um, 
Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must yep. make a constitution saving throw and a failed save. A creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from me. Nice. All right, so I'll just uh, I'll make sure you click on the thing so it uses your spell slot, and then I'll... Uh, I'm rolling con saves. Seven and an eight. So that's not going to work. So how much damage does it do? Uh, let's see here. 2d8 thunder damage. All right. Well, it will kill them because they both only have two hit points. So no matter what you roll, it will kill them. All right. So you you uh, you thunder wave. And uh, not only do you just obliterate these cranium rats, like they don't even fly. They disintegrate and just puffs of ash fly but you also burst out some of the windows in this building to the to the uh top of you and you see smoke billowing out of this uh out of the windows and you hear the sound of somebody yelling for help wait can i oh. see what this looks like when i do it what does that look like to these two this isn't the archive is it there's no books right oh there uh, it goes okay that was kind of cool all right yeah uh it's it's not the archive this is just a random building but you hear you hear somebody screaming for help. Oh. All right. So after they after they're disintegrated, I um, I kind of yell to the clan. Uh, Somebody needs help. I'm going in. All right. Cool. Uh, and you you use your bonus action and your action, so you actually should have some movement left if you want to. Yeah. So I'm going to. So it, this is the house right above me. You said. Correct. Yep. So the uh, let's say that the door is kind of like shattered, like you could get through it with a, a decent strength check. Um, yeah, or, so I kind of yeah, I kind of yeah. run to here, and yeah, I'll do, I could do a quick strength check because I want to sure. burst through the door. Um, All right, strength. go ahead and roll a strength strength ability check. There you go, eleven, which is also at fourteen. Perfect. So that's plenty to burst through the door. So you burst through the door, and uh, you see inside there's there's a, a female dwarf who's trapped underneath uh, for a bookshelf or a countertop or something like that, some piece of wood. And uh, you see that the, the, the wood is actually on fire, and, and you can tell that she's starting to burn. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, so, I mean, I, do I have a turn left, or I can't? Uh, I'll give you a little bit of leeway here. What would you tell me? What you'd like to do, and then we'll we'll figure out on the next turn what you're gonna do. I want to use my uh, my Rheingeist glacial sting sword that mm -hmm. I have. Sure. And basically, what I want to do is uh, use the cold aura because I draw the weapon and yep. it, it unleashes that non magical. It, it can extinguish non magical flames, which I would imagine this is what this uh -oh. is. Yep. Uh, within within 30 feet of me. So I unleash Ryan Guy's Glacial Sting. I put out the flames and I immediately take her and bring her out to save Fantastic. Me. So not only do you extinguish the flames, uh, but you're able to to grab her and, and you could tell she's definitely got like some second, maybe even third degree burns going on, but she is totally otherwise fine. And you're able to pull her out from underneath this and you pull her out of the door. Um, awesome. Nice job. Awesome. Thank that you. Was, that was a great idea. All right. I think that's plenty of turn. So Mushhammer, uh, so he is currently fighting the Dwarven Guard. I'll deal with that on my own time. Um, up next is the Spore-infused uh, guy here in between Talon, Booker, and Nobilis. So it's going to move up one space. He's not moving far enough away to get an opportunity attack, and he's going to use his Spore ability. Um, his Spore ability... Deck. <laughs> so within a 15-foot radius, a toxic spores extend out from him. Um, and the spores spread around the, uh, whatever. Each creature in the area must make a con saving throw. And, um, otherwise you get poisoned. 
which basically gives you disadvantage on any uh, any attack. You also will take damage. So you need to you need to roll a con saving throw and roll above a fourteen, or fourteen or above. So Nobilis, you're good. Um, so you are going to take five points of damage, but you do not have the poison uh, uh, status. Okay. Um, and then Talin, you are going to take five points of damage, but you do have poison. Uh, so you are going to have disadvantage on any attack. Yep. All right, cool. Um, so you see his, his mushroom cap just erupt in all these spores, and you, you're finding it even harder to breathe, even among all this, this fire and flame. Um, he laughs a bit, and then he's, uh, he's actually pretty much just going to stand right there. His entire purpose is to do this. So this tentacle Booker did do a constitution saving oh, throw yeah. and got a 17. Like, so does he have disadvantage? He does not, but he'll take five points of damage. Thank you for the reminder. Okay. I forgot okay, cool. about Booker. Cool. Um, all right. So down here with uh, Drog and Lil Grizz. Uh, so the tentacle arm Cobalt is going to kind of go to town on uh, Dro Drog here. Uh, Drog, I forget what I named him, whatever. D, what big D. So he's going to take eight <laughs> points of damage, uh, which is about half his hit points. Uh, he is also going to make a venomous strike against him, uh, which is going to paralyze him uh, unless he makes a con save of 12 or higher, which he does. Um, so this tentacle wraps around Drog and, uh, and, and just kind of like it stings him a bit, tries to paralyze him, but Drog kind of shakes it off. You see a little Grizz kind of jump up, grab the, uh, bite the tentacle and the, and the, the cobalt pulls it back. Um, he's going to make another tentacle attack as he whips him a second time. That will be enough to make Drog go unconscious. Oh no. Um, oh, so Drog, Drog is going to fall to the ground. Lil Grizz is behind him now, uh, staring at this tentacled kobold who is now staring at Lil Grizz. All right. Up next is another creature kind of coming around the side. This is a larger creature. Um, this thing is standing probably about eight feet tall. It has these two really large hooked arms. Uh, this is called a hooked horror, and you would recognize this from your book, Talin. Uh, this thing is quite beefy and it is running directly towards your direction Talon and Nobilis. Um probably going to get another 10 feet or so towards you uh, but that will be its its turn and there's a couple more things kind of coming up behind it but you you know can't really see them alright <laughs> Nobilis, you're up next is there a reason Goldbeard isn't fighting this creature in front of him uh, Goldbeard is fighting the creature in front of They're kind of like a, in, in a, um, so actually this is one of the dwarven guards that you saw come from the chamber, uh, down below. And he had been running this direction for whatever reason, you don't know. Uh, but he is fighting the, the mush hammer in front of him. Gotcha. Okay. Just checking. I, um, I purposely am doing this like while you guys are taking your turns. That way it doesn't waste time. Okay, cool. Um, I think... I'd like to go ahead and, you know, that attack worked so well last time. I think I'd like to do it again. Okay. I'd like to use my, uh, what was it called? Syn synaptic static. Okay. And I would like to cast it right about, just make sure there's no other creepy crawlies back there. Nope. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't mean to select that. Did I select that? That's okay. If you didn't mean to do it, then, then do it somewhere else like do whatever you meant to do basically on all the guy in the creepy crawlies behind him <laughs> okay cool 
All right, so you are going to use Synaptic Static um, on the guy in the creepy crawlies behind him, which is probably yes. a good idea. Okay, so uh, what do they need to do? Wisdom save? Con save? They will need to do a... Intellect save? Intelligence save, All yes. Right. Intelligence is the word I meant. Oh, shit. The intellectual devourers? That's not good. <laughs> well, I will say at this point, Talon, you do recognize them. They are intellect devourers, and they are... Uh, about the size of a small dog kind of following behind this hook horror. Uh, so the first, the hook horror rolls a 10. Um, let me know what I'm, what I'm doing with this. I'm is it based on my like AC? I'm sorry, what? Is How do what? I know what square they need to be? And that's the question I'm asking. What square they need to be? What score? What score so they need to be? They must, they must oh, make I'm sorry. It's, it's your, uh, it's your saving, uh, spell saving throw. Um, Spell DC eighteen. They need to be in eighteen. Okay. Damn. Yep. Uh, so no, all no, three no. of all three of them fail. All right. So it'll take <laughs> D six damage. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll for damage. Oh, oh, yes. I love seeing this. Yes. Thirty one. All right. So both. Well, man, you're 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 ruining all my fun novelists with this uh, new spell. I I'm like sorry. it. Sorry, I don't want to get like I see these guys coming. No, it's. I, I will tell you, I was a little worried for you guys with the intellect devourers, but you just completely destroy the intellect devourers. They, uh, they, you, they're literally like a brain with legs, and you just see them like and just fall dead to the ground. Um, Does that mean you think we didn't have much intellect and that we would die quickly? Like, that's that's what that sounds like. That you were worried for us. More so, like, if you fail against the intellect of ours, it's a real big problem for you. <laughs> so, um, the hooked horror does take some damage, uh, but it seems kind of dumb. Um, although it does take some damage, it doesn't, it's not, not that bad. And it's still coming hurtling towards you. Gotcha. Um, just a reminder that they, they do have muddled thoughts for one minute after that. And then it must roll a D six and subtract that number rolled from all of its attack rolls and ability checks for a full okay. minute. So just... Good. All right, so what I'll do is I'll roll a d6 now just to save time uh, later. Um, so it'll subtract a four from whatever it rolls later. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, what's next? Um, I would just be, I just would like to shout out to everyone and be like, guys, there's some creepy hooker over here. Story of novelist's life. Sounds like you're kind of nice. Sounds like your kind of night novelist. There you go. <laughs> nice. All right, Talon, you're up. Uh, you have a spore-infused... Okay. Uh, you, you you have uh, dis disadvantage on any attacks that you take, um, and there's just this cloud of spores around you, and you see this little monster kind of lurking in front of you. Okay. <laughs> so, is he flanked? <laughs> uh, he would be flanked at this point, yes. Yes, finally. He's flanked. I actually don't really know what that means, but I know it's a thing. It means that you um, would get advantage on the attack, so right now it's a straight roll. Disadvantage and advantage. It, I was going to say, so does that yep. cancel out my disadvantage? Okay, yes. I'll take that. Uh, sweet. Alright, I'm going to light him up because I can. Light him up, bro. And I didn't do it the last time, which mm -hmm. is my little cantrip producer. Okay, so. go for it. <laughs> oh, damn. Woohoo, 23. 23 will hit. I bet that hits. Ooh, okay, no. a, 14 a, damage. A 14. So that does not quite kill him, uh, but it does maim him, and he now falls to the ground. Um, and you see the, the top of his mushroom cap is starting to pulse. 
Oh. oh. Okay. So, um, as I back away, that was mm -hmm. my one attack. But Booker is seeing that Lil G is in trouble and that I'm taking care of things over here. We're good. Yep. Can he start? And since that guy is being attacked by me, I imagine he can't do an opportunity attack against Booker. Right? Uh, he could. So Booker yep. could start running towards Lil G. If that's what he chose to do. So he could take a reaction to make an opportunity attack on anybody who's leaving his space, which is five feet around him. So if Booker runs away, okay. he will probably well, swipe way. out a Booker. Yeah. Okay, well, Booker still, like, sees I'm taking care of things and is worried about Lil G mm -hmm. and is running off to go help Lil G. Sure. Uh, he's not going to hit Booker anyway. Um, he lashes out with his Woo. dagger and it doesn't hit. Booker has a hell of an Second AC. Second mushroom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hard <laughs> Booker's a tough one. It's that boy. top hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> the end of my move. Oh, and, and I kind of backed up over here a little bit. Okay, sure. that's the end of my move. Okay. Cool. Uh, so good, good move. All right, Anomio, you're up. And Alessio, uh -huh. you're on deck. All right. I'm going to run. And as I run, I'm going to yell, uh, Don't you touch that little baby bear, you motherfucker! <laughs> I'm going to try and just try to take this mushroom's head off. <laughs> I, I We're all worried about Lil G. I love to think about, like, uh, I just you doing that alone in your room right now, like with no context whatsoever. <laughs> and just who could hear you doing that? Erica's gonna be very confused. You're right. Yeah. I, I don't even think she would. I think she'd be like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna swipe at him twice. With swipe my, at uh, him. Yep. Team. Swipe at him twice with my... Uh, Pyroxus. Sword. Yes. Yeah. All right, 22 oh, will yeah, hit. That's kind of hit. Yep. All right, and that'll do 14. A 14 then... will... Hold on. Uh, he has... Nope, it will not kill him, but... All right, well, He I'm is doing definitely it pretty hurt. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that's definitely 28 will hit. And another 15. Sure. Uh, so that that absolutely kills him. Um, oh, good. Good. Uh, tell me, what, right. what happens when you pull out your flame sword? I forget. Does it, does it like, light stuff, or does it do anything? Does it just shed I light? Like, I like to think that I, like, slimmed on the middle, and then, like, it kind of just went... <laughs> and, like, the little sides are kind of charred and, and burny. Perfect. <laughs> and then I want to uh, walk over and scoop up Baby Grizz and plop him on Booker's back. Just like, okay, here you go. You keep him safe. Perfect. All right. So little Grizz is now going to be uh, kind of he's he's very tired and he kind of plops down and he's he's got his claws kind of digging into Booker just a little bit. But, you know, like maybe more in the harness than anything. He's holding on, um, but he looks exhausted. And uh, what and are very, the odds of getting hard. some artwork of little G writing Booker? At some point? <laughs> I could see I could see what I could do. But yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Mm hmm. Anything else, Anomio? Uh, no, that'll be it. All right, Alessio, you're up. So you, oh. you uh, let me just tell you. So you have dragged this woman out, and she, you kind of like help her pat out a couple parts of her that might be like like her clothes are on fire or whatever. You pat them out, and uh, and you stand her up, and she looks exhausted. Um, what do you tell? Like, what are you saying to her? What are you doing? What are you? Yeah. Uh. So I. I know I have a, I think I have a canteen of water, 
So I know I yep. poured that over some of her wounds. Sure. I was like, I was like, keep keep your uh, keep her wounds uh, moist and wet. This way they can heal. But try to get out of here if you can. If not, find a safe space and get out of here. Awesome. All right. So she out. takes she takes your canteen. Uh, she says, you know, she thanks you, and uh, she says, um, you know, thank you so much for saving me. I would have been dead without you, and uh, you're you're truly a hero. And uh, you see her kind of run run off to the to the east, um, towards the the massive like cave entrance of Urngorzuik, is mm-hmm. the direction she's heading. Okay. I'm a real American hero. Okay. <laughs> All right. From Arm from Armageddon. South. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna go over to the um, to the one attacking uh, Mushhammer. Okay. Yep. Down uh, here. So I'm gonna yeah. So I'm gonna dash down here and get mm-hmm. behind him. And attack with my Rhyme Guys Glacial Sting. Fantastic. And, so you'll, uh, you'll get an advantage on that attack. And yep. um, assuming you hit, you'll, you know, all the things. 17 will hit. Uh, sneak okay. attack damage if you want. Yep. Uh, let me go. Sneak attack damage. Uh, 20. It will twi- so I forgot to have you roll for your regular hit, but twenty will still kill him. So either oh, either way, uh, just for fun, you know, because you're you're helping out this dwarven guard. Why don't you tell me how you uh, kill this kill this guy? Uh, so basically, I, since I came up behind him, I I stabbed my sword through his uh, right through the top of his mushroom head, <laughs> <laughs> and his his entire like mushroom head just kind of freezes and then shatters, and then he mm-hmm. falls to the ground, and then. Once he falls to the ground, I'm left just looking at Mushhammer, and I and I say it's like, and I just look at him and I say, "Don't eat that." <laughs> <laughs> he uh, so the the Dwarven guard he actually um, he uh, he looks at you and he, he thanks you and he says, uh, "I have my suspicions about you, but for now, we for now I am in your debt." And uh, you see him, he runs off to the south as well. Um, cool. All right. So up next is, or did you have anything else that you wanted to do? I think you ran, you attacked, you uh, used your bonus action, etc. Um, I'm actually just going to just gonna kind of run back up this way because I obviously heard the, the horror thing, the horror show coming. So Yep. Cool. All right, so up next is the spore-infused um, guy. So he is going to uh, – actually, he's going to take his <laughs> uh, – He's going to pop his top off. Well, let, let's, let's see if he gets his uh, spores back. He does not. Um, so his his head does continue to pulse. And even though he's laying on the ground, he kind of just lean, he leans up, I guess. I don't know. He, he reaches out with his dagger, and he tries to make an attack against you, Novelis, which does hit. Um, a 21 to hit uh, for six points of damage. All right. Just a dagger, though. Not, not just, a poison just dagger. A, just a little dagger. No, it's okay. so these guys are like mutated kobolds. So they have some parts of still being kobolds, but then they have all these new abilities, too. Um, I actually really like these guys. Uh, I posted them in the Patreon, by the way, if anybody wants to check them out. All right. So up next is the, the hook horror. Uh, he is going to use his. Uh, oh, should I make him do something cool? I think I should. Yeah, we'll no. see. 
No, do not. Uh, definitely not. So he's going to race down here. He's got about, he's got 30 feet of movement, but he has 10 feet of reach. So Nobilis, he's about 10 feet away from you and he is going to attack you with his hooks. Uh, natural one on the first, which is fantastic. Um, How many hooks does this guy have? He has two. So okay. th these are his arms. Like he's got two arms. So the second one is an 18. Does that hit you? Yes, it hits. All right. So an 18. So he's going to do 13 points of damage to you. And I believe that'll be it. Um, all right. Cool. So up next is Nobilis. Nobilis. So you've got right. the spore-infused guy laying on the ground, still kicking right at your feet, and then you have this hooked horror kind of just bearing down on you. Yeah, I'm going to um, use my Eldritch Blast, one at the guy right below my feet. Okay. Um, oh, I see a double nipple situation happening. Of course, of course. <laughs> so many nipples. <laughs> oh, I, I, sorry. Yeah, that's that was okay. Of course, the bottom one. That's okay. Um, so then, a 17 will hit for sure. He's got two hit points. I'm sure you'll kill him. And 10. <laughs> All right, cool. So you uh, right. you you blast this spore-infused guy into the ground, and he, he All right, and I'll use away. my next one on the um, big hooker. All right. I just love the idea that your nips are just in, like, different directions. Like, He's very versatile right. with his nips. Uh, a yeah. 23, 23 will hit. And 15 damage. Uh, 15 damage. Okay. Um, so this hooked horror, he takes a, a blast to the chest, but he's still charging at you. Um, I'd also like to use my movement to get the heck away from him. Okay. Um, I'm not within range of him. No, nope, you are I? not. You're you're actually in a good spot to move. All right, I'm gonna move back here. Yeah. So. Just a bit bit out of range right here. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything else? That's it. Okay, cool. Um, up next is Talin. Yeah, so Talin read the book, and this guy's kind of scary. So uh, she's also kind of trying to just run out of reach. <laughs> hey. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. See? I told you. It scary. took me a minute to get that in there. Sorry. All right. Like, you know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it looks like the Return of the Jedi monster at the bottom. It does of a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, this guy's in my way now. I couldn't see where I was trying to go. Basically, I'm trying to like kind of take cover, sure. but I don't think I can quite make it. Uh, Booker's still helping out Lil G. So okay. uh, I will also, boop -doop, I'm now too far away for the flames. So I will bow and arrow this douchebag. Okay. I'm going to bow and arrow him. Thing. You know, that's the uh, the that's verb right. form. Twenty five. Twenty five will hit for the first yep. attack, and the second attack. I'm gonna go ahead and roll that. Twenty four. Twenty four. That's wow. a good amount of damage. Uh, so you you pierce him, and and you actually see like a huge chunk of his shoulder kind of uh, shoots out the back of him. Honestly, it's a hell of a shot, and his Ooh. left arm goes limp as if he might not be able to use it going forward. Ha. Uh -huh. All right. Uh, it looks like you tried yeah. to shoot with your second bow, uh, or like the second shot, which was a six. It looks like, or no, that's damage. Yeah. Sorry. That was uh, damage. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so you shot twice. You got I twenty-five forgot about and the twenty-four. But that should oh. be under disadvantage. So technically, the second roll was a twenty-four as the disadvantage. Mm. So, so I need to roll on. twice more for I'm, attack. 
I misunderstood your attack. So you hit with a 25, and then you also rolled to hit again for a 24. <laughs> it's just yeah. the order of operations here. Um, I gave him yeah. 24 points off because I thought you damaged him for 24. Oh. So you damaged him no, for no. 8, and then you damaged yeah. him for 6. Perfect. Right, yeah. Um, and But right. like you said, you should have disadvantage on these. Uh, so just yeah. for the hell of it, roll roll uh, two more times for attack. Nope. Doing that. He shouldn't be too hard to hit. He's a 15. Well, 10. All right. So well, I'll give him I'll give him eight, eight more hit points. Go ahead. Do it one more time. That one will hit. Go okay, for cool. 23. All right. Okay, so, so he's he's much better. It was six points. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Worth a go. Anything All right, else? That's it. All right. Anomio, that's you it. are up. Aha. Well, I have a very long way to go, but I turn around and I see a crooked whore, which, of course, <laughs> I am very angry at because one killed my father. <laughs> That's true, actually, yes. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll dash up to here. Wait, a hooked whore killed your father or a whore killed your father? No, no, a yeah, hooked yeah. whore. Hooked whore, okay. <laughs> like that one, a big hooked whore. <laughs> Alessio, you're This is up. every conversation with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to use my Misty Step. All right. Uh, to uh, get behind this guy. Mm-hmm. Quickly. Yep. Um, I'll get a little closer. And then what I want to do is, uh, let's see, what do I want to use on this guy? Um, I'll use the glacial sting again. Okay. So I'll you gotta get him. one more, one more, one more uh, square closer. Like, okay. Not a big deal, but yep. Just, All just right. because. Yep. Go for it. Just because, just because you want me closer to him, I get it. I sure do. <laughs> so Rhymewise glacial <laughs> sting. I'll do an attack, and I get advantage. Correct. You do yes, I, I'd give you advantage on this one. You came up behind him after apparating from nothing, so I'd say you'd surprise him, and I'll give you advantage. All right. Nice. Which is good because you rolled a net one on one of those. So. <laughs> I know, uh, seriously. Twenty twenty six will definitely hit. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Seventeen. Uh, Seventeen. All right. Cool. Seventeen will hit. I mean, uh, 17 damage. He's not um, hes not quite dead yet, but he is looking pretty hurt. Okay. All right. Anything else? Um, I wonder if I should use my dash action to get away from him a little bit. So you use your bonus action as your misty step. So you Oh, that's right. I did. So I can't. So nothing else. Okay, cool. Um, so, Alessi, uh, nope, sorry, Talin. Uh, out of this top window, the one that Alessio had shattered with his thunder wave, you see an intellect devourer leaps out of it towards you, and it immediately oh, makes it immediately makes an attack at you. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> That's his way of saying you cannot leave Talon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> As I was like, me. she has she has to go. Actually, <laughs> I'll have you know, it's in my notes. <laughs> I'm not making shit up. <laughs> so, not that mm -hmm. I shouldn't, but mm -hmm. still. All right. So, uh, its first attack is going to be with its claws, as it just kind of jumps down on you. Um, it is not going to hit with a seven, uh, but then it's going to attempt to devour your intellect. Oh, um, so one character. You know how much intellect Talon has. 
It's not that much. All right, so hold on. <laughs> uh, you need to make a an intelligence saving throw. Oh. You're, aren't uh, you pretty intelligent? I, I should be, but I'm not. So let, let me read this to you real quick before you roll, just so we know what's at stake oh, here. Shit. Oh, God. The intellect devourer targets one creature you can see within 10 feet of it that has a brain. So, I mean, yeah. The target Heck. must succeed on... Maybe there's a reason it was attracted to you. The like, target must succeed on, on a DC 12 intelligence saving throw against the magic or take 11 psychic damage. Also, on a failure, I roll 3d6. And if the total equals or exceeds the target's intelligence score, that score is reduced to zero. The target is stunned until it regains at least one point of intelligence. So if if you uh, go ahead and roll your save and I'll walk you through this. But basically, there may be a chance that you are completely stunned until somebody can fix you. Yeah, according to this, one of his attacks is brain extraction. Remove victim's brain. Are you getting back at me for my job? That's not fair. I'm not, I'm <laughs> this not is bull. You, you were the They're only dead. one. They're dead. Okay, it's literally mice. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you were the one that got close oh, to the building. Oh, 19. <laughs> All right. So very good. So you, um, you are good. Uh, all right, good you're i'm i'm relieved be because frankly i didn't want to do that to you but you know we'll see i will say yeah, let's sure be real stuff. bill just wanted to use those and he's sad that i killed all the other ones <laughs> yeah that's true that's like true. i said it it's yeah. i have it in my notes that there is a woman inside the house and if there's a way to get the inside that you'll save her and then intellect of hours will be in the house as well so ah, i'm making shit up as i go but like a little bit not as much as you think <laughs> all right novelist you're up next all right um, yeah, nothing else to do but Eldritch Blast this hook horror. So, <laughs> I said horror. Uh-huh. All right. I haven't had to use my Risky Whiskey yet. Come on. I know, I know. Nobody has. 26 Damn. will hit. Uh, I'm going to assume you're going to kill it because it's uh, only got six hit points left. And, oh, 15. All right. So, uh, tell me how you kill this thing. There you go. Um, well, I'm also splitting the nips again because I still have another shot left. And, Fair. um... No, this one is going to be very like missile focus, like and just like split him right in the forehead. Um, and then his like his you said his left arm's already out of commission, so his right arm just like collapses with it and he just goes down. Fantastic. <laughs> um, but I'm going to use my other nip, I mean, um, Eldritch Blast. Um, yeah, I can, mm, it's going to be a t can I like move a little bit too? Yeah, if you need Between to. Blast? Yeah, absolutely. All right, I just want to move a little bit better, so I'm not going to like accidentally. Hit Talon. Hit Talon with this. So Good call. I'm going to back up a little bit, maybe shoot over this guy's dead body and shoot at the um, intelligence sucker, whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. All right. Attack. 15. 15 will hit. Go for it. All right. Damage. 13 damage. Uh, 13 damage. All right, so 13 damage. Uh, it is not dead yet, but it is probably about half dead. Um, however, it's the last last character on the screen. Um, so I know... Uh, did you have anything else, Novelis? Um, That's it. Um, you know, I want to move a little bit closer to Talon just to, like, sure. extra reassure that, that she's going to be okay. Sure. So I'm going to move. Um, like... So Talon had to step away. I had uh, told her that we would end early tonight, but unfortunately, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> she's been begging, um, but it's all so good. that's okay. So, Anomio, you're up. Okay. 
I uh, I like to think I'm just charging at the the hooked horror, and then as like I see him get killed, and I just kind of turn around and start charging at the <laughs> intellect of the horror. <laughs> just I love the little legs. It's like a duck under the water. It's just <laughs> you're like calm on the top, but the legs are going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> All right, and then Paroxys, just just all kinds of Paroxyses. Fantastic. He's got eight hit points left. Do it. Uh, 17 hits. That'll hit. And... 15 points. Wow, All right. 15 damage. Okay, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the uh, the last intellect devourer falls dead. And uh, it is at this point that you realize just how blazingly hot it is in this area as these buildings are completely becoming engulfed in flames. Um, we're going to come Sorry, back to this... Me. <laughs> we're going to come back to this next week um, as we are you guys are in the Platinum Weave and heading towards the Skyway so uh, that will be it for tonight well done guys uh, I was a little worried for you with the Intellect of Hours I was, I was really hoping that nobody would roll really poorly because it actually gets a lot worse after I make you dumb Oh, <laughs> like he gets <laughs> like it, it straight up will eat your brain and then you're just you're just dead like there's nothing other than a wish spell that can bring you back and you have to do it within one like you would have just your character would actually be dead so Damn. yeah good thing that didn't happen i know right <laughs> but i kind of want to like make you guys worry a little bit more so we'll, we'll see fair. what else i can do all right well thank you guys all very much for joining us here on dungeons and drams and thank you guys for playing um, make sure to check out the links in the description to all of our stuff, Patreon, shirts, um, all of our places on the internet, and we will see you here next week. So, cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Thanks, old Umble. <laughs> yes, thanks, old Umble. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us here on Dungeons & Drams. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review on your podcast host of choice, and be sure to check the description for a link to our Discord server, YouTube channel, Patreon, and links to our individual places on the internet. Come back next week for more adventures in the lands of Domidium. Cheers.